0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent, and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon... And his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat, mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men. And followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Morning. Morning. How are you? If you had to draw a picture of yourself and you had to draw around it all the things that describe you the best, things you like to do, things that people think about you, things that describe who you are very well, if you had to draw all this, what would you draw? Yeah. A pizza? How's it come? Do you like pizza? Yeah, with pepperoni. Oh, I like that too. I, that'd probably be on mine too. I'm not kidding. That'd be on mine. Yep. Well, I guess it doesn't describe me, but I, I draw me as a gray showman. Ooh. So kind of something that you like to be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you draw? A truck. A dumb truck. A dumb truck. A dump truck. A truck would be on mine, too. We got a lot in common. What else? Glasses. Glasses. Very nice, because you wear glasses, right? Yeah. What else? A motorcycle. Yeah. Now, I don't think you ride a motorcycle, do you? When you grow up. When you grow up. OK, something that you like right now, right? What else? Yeah. Oh, your favorite movies. Very nice. Would anybody draw like their family somewhere there? Okay, so some of our families. Would anybody draw some of the activities they like to do? Yeah, so some of the, what, what's one of those? Ooh, a paintbrush. It's very kind of metaphysical. Drawing a paintbrush. That's pretty nice. Yeah. I draw church. Church. A church. Yeah. a church. I know. That's what we're all in right now. We're all in the church together. I'd probably draw that on mine too. When we draw these pictures, we're trying to say something about us. Now, when you were real young, now I knew you couldn't draw then, but if you were real young, let's say you were all babies, would the picture look the same? And when you get really old again, do you think the picture's going to look the same? Some things might stay the same. Yeah. You doing a picture of a there might be gummy bears in the picture yeah who knows so younger is different older is different who we are changes over time in today's story we have a story about Jesus' disciples and they had jobs before they were the disciples do you know what jobs they worked yeah Matthew was a tax collector good today we're looking at Simon, Andrew, James and John What were they? They were fisher people. Yeah, that's what they did for a living. They caught fish, sold them, all that kind of good stuff. My mom likes drinking. I do too. But after this job, they got called out to do something different. Their pictures that they were drawing about themselves, they changed. Now, did they know what they were going to be doing when Jesus told them to get out of their boats and start following him? Do you know how your pictures are going to change? You do. Do you know everything about how your picture is going to change? No. Okay. So some you do, some you don't. When you don't know what the next things, how the next things are going to go, you follow, yeah, yeah, you follow Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is a part of each one of our pictures. Jesus is someone who lives us with us now and as we change, Jesus stays with us. That's one part of our picture that's never going to change. So, whether you're very young or very old, know that Jesus is with you and loves you and will be with you no matter how things change. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like the small little gummy bear. Like that gummy bear. Should we pray? Let's pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for loving us our whole life long. And we ask that as things change, because they always do, that you would be with us, helping us to know who we are in these new pictures and how you love us still. Make us into good people. Make us into good disciples. Make us into your hands and feet in this world. And we ask that you would be with all your people across the whole world doing these same things. In your name we pray. Amen. the name of Jesus. Amen. Identity is a very fluid thing. There's points in our lives where it seems to stay consistent for decades at a time. There's points in our lives where it seems to change rapidly from one moment to the next. But much like what we talked about last week, about how we steward the stories we tell one another, just like Nathaniel told stories of both nothing good coming out of Nazareth and of who God is in very eloquent terms. We understand that the stories we tell one another of what God can do with us matter. That we're prone to believe what we tell one another. And if we think this is as good as it's going to get and this is as much as God's going to do, then that's probably all we're going to see for a long time. We steward our stories, but we also steward identity. That ultimate cohesive story that we tell about ourselves individually and that we tell about our congregation here, communally. Simon and Andrew, James and John, in one moment they're fisher people, and the next moment they're not. And in that transition, I guarantee you that they had a hard time figuring out what in the world that meant. We kind of see this throughout Scripture, right? The disciples don't often come off as all-knowing and very confident in what they're doing. Instead, they come off as really struggling, questioning, bumbling behind Jesus all the way to the cross. When identity shifts, it can be magnificent. After all, Simon Peter is not on the mountain with Jesus Neither are James and John. In the moment of transfiguration, if first they weren't changed from fishers to disciples. It can be glorious, but it can be hard. We can struggle. So let me ask you. Has your identity ever changed? (laughs) I just see a lot of, yeah. Well, okay. Okay. How has your identity changed? When has your identity changed? Got married, married. yeah. Becoming a parent. parent. The first two at both services were exactly the same. (laughs) Getting married, becoming a parent. What else? Changing your career. Yeah, the first three are now the same. (laughs) Changing a career. Toilet trained. (laughs) That one's the oddball, but I guarantee you that's a life changing experience for all involved. For all involved. Yeah. What else? Being able to live independently. Yeah. Independent living. Yeah. What else? Some people change gender. Yeah. Coming to know self in whatever form that takes. Retirement. Yeah. Both changing jobs as well as transitioning what our day looks like. What else? Moving to a different location? Yeah, moving. Even from house to house, from town to town, from state to state, whatever it is. Divorce and widowhood. Divorce and widowhood. Yeah, Yeah, a serious illness to health and at times back again. We have hundreds of moments in our lives where our identity, how we understand ourselves, and how we understand one another changes. And just like the disciples, we stumble through them. I don't know of a single person that does it Perfectly, so to speak. And that's the way life is. In the same way, the church has an identity. So I want to ask you what is Trinity's identity? Who are we together as a congregation? changing and not just we're currently changing we have a history of being changed yeah we yeah. just how we feel, we feel we are accepting of more people of, of, different, um, of different backgrounds, of different identities if you will and we hope that we feel that way to others Hmm. That's how we feel, but we hope they feel that we do. Yeah. Identity is that connection point between how we see ourselves and how folks outside of us see us. And so Trinity as a history of being changed. How else? What else is our identity? Small, rural, white. Small, rural, white. Working class. Yeah. What else is our identity? family. We're tightly knit. Yeah. Yeah. We're a congregation of helping each other and others. Yeah. How has this identity changed over time? We mentioned that we do change, but how have we changed over time? When I was a kid to now, the, the needs of the economy is, is changed drastically and people are more Yeah. Yeah. The needs that we address change, the needs that people have change. Our community outside of the congregation changes and the community inside that congregation changes. Along with the same transitions we talked about in personal identity of getting married, of becoming a parent, of changing jobs, of moving of life and of death, it changes us as a congregation too. There's one major identity change that I've seen over the course of the past few years, and it has a little bit to do with stewardship, but it has a lot to do with finance. For decades, not decades, for a decade, a little bit more, we ran a deficit when our incomes and expenses were compared of about $10,000, give or take. That was the average. Two years ago, we ran an $8,000 deficit. A year ago, we ran a $4,000-ish deficit. In 2017, we ended up in the black. Yes. Yes. I know if you're like me, I get just a little bit skittish, because I'm like, is it going to happen again? I don't know. but that was even after subtracting substantial gifts that were given and after subtracting the financial um, fundraising that we did for the restroom, even after all that was subtracted, we ended up in the black. Regular expenses were met with regular giving. And I know where it came from. I know there are people in this room and people outside this room They have taken to heart the identity changes that have been going on in their own callings. That as Jesus has passed through this congregation, they've heard the call to consider what they're giving, to consider how they're giving, to consider time, talent, and treasure, and what's happening there. And as you have heard that call, I know that things changed. How do I know? We met expenses. And I know it didn't drop out of the sky like manna. I know it didn't drop out of... Nowhere into our laps, I know that it came through you, through us, through the softness of God's heart in our own. The ways that you have changed the past few years have affected who we are today. And just like that moment where Simon and Andrew and James and John were called into their boat, I couldn't have the slightest notion of what's next. Not the slightest. But I know that we're getting up, and I know that we're following, and I know that that's good. I don't know when the transfiguration's about to happen, and I don't know when Jesus is going to start healing And I don't know when we'll see Jesus and know Christ fully. But I do know that just as the disciples walked with Christ, we have begun to do the same. We are in the midst of a changing identity. And with that comes all the creaks and groans of it. With that comes the weight and responsibility of it. But with that comes the grace and the love and the joy of it because in an instant, we will notice the powerful ways that God is moving. Over the course of 2017, you may not have seen us changing financially, and in ministry, and in number, but we have. We're being made new, daily. It's my prayer. That God is with you, just as Christ was with the disciples. And that in the blink of an eye, we might be transfixed by faith. Turned into the church that we will be, from the church that we were. Thanks be to God for the stewardship of stories, and of our identities. Amen.